welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. And welcome. Hi, guys. What's going on? I'm Megan. I'm Tyler. And you're listening to Whiskey and Wonder. Whiskey and Wonder. You can imagine what we do here. We've said it every single time, I think. So let's not say it this time. I don't like change. We have to say it. Then you say it. I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Y'all know what we do here. We drink whiskey and review it and teach the other something new and wonderful, maybe. And sometimes this. (gasps) God. Sometimes that. Sometimes that. (laughs) All right. So. Uh, Man, what's going on? My head hurts. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, normally we record these on uh, Sunday nights. Sundays. It's Monday. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's uh, we had we had uh, I had a holiday party I had to go to last night, so I was unable to, and so it's been um, a Monday. How about with you? It's uh been a Monday. I it's it's been a rough week and and stuff. So yeah, this is yeah. Meh. yeah. But we're here. And we we're are. Gonna get through this and Megan is going to teach me something. But first, we have whiskey. <laughs> she looked at me like so confused. Like, like we don't do this every single week. We talk about the whiskey before we teach. Uh, it, what are we doing here? I don't I don't remember. Didn't didn't we just tell the people? I don't know. Everything blurs together. What's happening? I got to put a label on these because I almost hit the wrong one. <laughs> Again. Uh, okay, so you guys don't know the behind the scenes. I'm sorry, I just <laughs> snipped into the camera there. My nose is running. So um, so you guys don't know this, but last week I went to hit one of those drops and I missed and hit the Didn't wrong one. Didn't you leave one. it in? I did leave it in, but because I left it in, uh, because of the button I hit, I have a couple buttons that have unassigned sounds, so they're no oh. sound. So I hit both of the buttons and one was just an unassigned sound oh yeah okay so i left it in because it was nothing yeah i know before you've tried to like play our outro and played crickets instead yeah now those i yeah i left those in y'all have heard me absolutely ruin the soundboard a time or two (laughs) that's okay all right so let's talk about uh uh this whiskey a little bit all right um, this is our final taster from Flaviar um, for the Welcome Whiskey Bundle thingy jigger, uh, and this is Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey. All right, let me do this thing. Opening the bottle. Because I am about to open that bottle, and while I do that, Megan's going to talk a little bit about I am. this. Um, so Breckenridge is actually in Colorado. It's a ski slash snowboard destination resort type place, uh, city. It's very pretty. I've been there numerous times. Um, the Breckenridge distillery is 9,600 feet above altitude and has cheekily dubbed itself the world's highest distillery. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Um. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I have a sound effect for that. There you go. I was busy pouring, guys. Um, there's not a whole lot I could find on like the story and the history of Breckenridge Distillery. Um, just that it started in 2007. Um, and Brian Nolt, the founder, at one point like sold his house to keep the distillery afloat and all sorts of stuff. Um, but now it's uh going strong it's apparently a pretty popular distillery so good on you brian nolt for following your dream and making it work and hopefully your bourbon tastes good we're gonna find out yes we will and let me just say guys i hope i don't have to sell my house to keep the podcast going (laughs) yeah that would suck yep because then i wouldn't have a place to you know to record it do the podcast (laughs) all right um so I've poured us a finger or a half a finger, however much we end up getting out of this. It's not a, probably not a full finger. Um, With that being said, though, I want to take a minute while Megan's sniffing and smelling and getting her thoughts together. We have got a few uh, whiskeys lined up. I'm actually looking at them to where we've, we've made it to an ABC store and 
got a couple lined up here for the next couple episodes. So, mm-hmm. and still, as always, hit us with your suggestions. Uh, you can you can do that by um, reaching out to us on Instagram, Twitter, my uh, not MySpace. Good God, <laughs> how MySpace, old are you? What is wrong with me? <laughs> I just showed my age for sure. Um, MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. No, you can wow. hit us up on email. Um, all right, there we go. Sorry, I was stalling to get my list <laughs> Your up. Your list up. Uh, Instagram is at Whiskey Podcast, which I want to say. I'm a little proud of. I've been actually posting stuff I on there. I saw that. You've done so um, good this week. Like, give yourself a round of applause. Push that button. Yeah. Yay, Tyler. Um, in addition to that, uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram at whiskey.tyler. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at whiskey and one day uh, because, again, whiskey and wonder is one letter too long. So and, whiskey and one uh, you can find me at Tyler underscore whiskey. Uh, email us your suggestions. Just email us. We have Please. this awesome email drop. I'm going to play it right it now. Right now? I was right going to say now, at the end. Because nobody plays it. Nobody emails us, so I have oh. no reason to play it. So I'm going to okay. play it now. Mail time. This is where we would put our listener mail. Yeah. If we had any. <laughs> to quote Timmy Turner's dad. <laughs> Um, so uh, email us, please. Anything. Tell us your dog's name. Yeah, tell us. Yeah. Tell us how your day was. Yeah. Let us know so we can add something. Tell us we suck. Something. <laughs> <laughs> something. Email um, us at uh, whiskeyandwonder at gmail.com. Yes. And we have exciting news coming on this front as well. Um, we are in the process of getting our own website. We are. We're going to have whiskeyandwonder.com we are we have the domain we just need to figure out the actual hosting we, yep we need to portion get so a website and on get it. it hosted so that's what we're gonna do as soon as we finish this episode guys it's gonna hey. be a ton of fun so Yay. hopefully by next week's episode we're uh we have a website up and going that's the goal um and one last little uh thing to mention is uh paypal you can donate to us if you so choose at paypal.me slash whiskey and wonder. And as always, thank you for your support. Yes. Thank you guys. Every little review and comment mention tag, it helps a ton. So please keep them coming our way. You're Absolutely. amazing. We truly appreciate it. We do. And I really want to shave Tyler's beard off. So let's get those lessons in, please. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Please, no. It's happening. Uh, can it? Oh, God. I hope it's summer. <laughs> I hope it's summer and not winter. All right. Anyway, so now that we've we've talked about all the social media and all the good goods. So and- it, this bourbon, this Breckenridge bourbon smells delicious. I am very excited to try it. I really like it. Um, it has like a sweet smell. Um. I would say, yeah, I agree. It's very sweet, but with a hint of burn your nose hairs. Um, a little I, bit. I mean that in a good way. Though. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, just a little bit of peppery. But I would say, I would call it. Um, it's like a, almost like a. Honey. Kind of like you. Yeah. Yeah. There's honey. Honey. For sure. It's very, it's sweet. It smells like it's going to taste delicious. So I think by this point, 14 episodes in, however many we're in, I can say that I am a bourbon person. I'm not um, gonna let you say that. Oh, because literally everything we've had is bourbon except except for, for one scotch. Two, we had the one scotch and we had a rye and we had a rye, and the rye was pretty good. The rye was pretty good. So I'm not gonna okay. let you say that yet. Okay. Um, uh, don't think we have another rye or scotch on the die. I know we don't have another scotch on the docket no. because neither one of us liked ashtray wine. <laughs> Can you guys um, please uh, send us your favorite scotch? Yeah, we've got, um, you know, I've got some um, recommendations just from guys I used to work with and whatnot in like the past. Like I know a couple good ones to get that are that are decent. So uh, we may start there, but it's just one of those. You know, we found other things we liked and yep. wanted to try first. So, yep. And we got a line of, a line of 
whiskeys waiting to be tasted. Exactly. So So we're going to get through what we've got and then we'll attempt a scotch again. Go into the, I'm, I'm looking forward. I've never found a scotch I liked, but I'm looking forward to trying and actually focusing, but back to the, the, uh, what was this one called? Breckenridge bourbon. Breckenridge bourbon. So it is honey. Yes. Uh, and it is, hold on. There's a fruit in there. I just can't pinpoint what it is yet. It, there's definitely, it's like a, it's honey. It's honey. Honey and white pepper. Is that what you're supposed to smell? No, that's what I'm smelling. Okay. How you know, why does pepper got to be white? Because. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh, white pepper is like a, a. Black pepper is more sneezy. Like you're going to sneeze more. At, at white is pepper, it really? In my opinion. White pepper is a little bit more mild. So I have a funny story about white pepper that's real quick. Oh, no. I bought a thing of white pepper um, not too long ago. The first time I ever bought it, I just wanted to try it, try to expand my cooking. Um, And I opened it and smelled it. And I was like, this smells like black pepper and horse manure. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe that's the way it's supposed to smell. And so I put it on some food and it tasted like black pepper and horse manure. (laughs) I ended up not eating the food and researching online. Apparently that is one of the, um, uh, it's not impure, but it, it can have that effect if it's not stored properly. Interesting. So, So you got some bad pepper. I bought some bad pepper. Gross. Naturally, it went to live in the trash can. (laughs) Rest in peace. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can't pinpoint what fruit this is. I'm gonna go with like a lemon. Okay. I don't. I think it's not. I don't. I don't you think don't, it's lemon. You but don't I don't know. Lemon. No, lemon sour. This isn't sour. This is. Lemon is not sour. Lemon is tart. Whatever. There's a difference. Whatever. You've been watching too many cooking shows. I I have. I am so far down the rabbit hole on cooking shows, guys. All right. What are we supposed to smell? We okay, so we are supposed to be smelling whiffs of creamy sweetness, like a buttery concoction of corn and baked apple pie. I told you there was a fruit in there. <laughs> um, and then there's the spiciness that tingles the back of your nose, like a pepper sneeze. Hey, I do not smell buttery corn and apples, but I, I do smell honey. And I smell honey, pepper. honey and pepper. And so as with last week, guys, we've got, uh, Megan's taking her first sip here. We've got the, um, oh, I think I know how you read. I think the smell is the first bit and the taste is so like this, this right here is the smell. Yeah. And the rest are the tastes because that. Uh, the, the smell notes are spicy notes and slightly sweet, which is exactly what we smelt. Okay. And then the taste. Uh, oh, there's also, I think this is the, the smell notes too. There's vanilla and dark cherry. Okay. In the smell note. Um, and then when the taste is, well, I don't want to give the uh, taste away yet because you just taste it. We'll we'll see what okay. we, we taste um, first. It is fantastic. It tastes like it first hits your tongue and it tastes like honey. It's very, very sweet, that first initial sip. Um, it burned a little bit as I let it sit on my tongue, but it wasn't bad. Um, it's one of the smoother whiskeys that we've had on the podcast. Uh, it's an easy drinker, it seems. Um, I That honey, uh, honey sweetness is kind of overwhelming. Um, that's, I, I disagree. Really? What I, do you What I do you absolutely taste? It was sweet at first, but when I let it go over my tongue, the peppers at the end and the peppers lingering, I took a small sip and I'm it's still, like when Megan started talking, it's still peppery in the back of my throat. Um, but the middle was very earthy. I, I don't want to say earthy. It wasn't earthy. Let me, let me take another sip. Okay. Hold on. Um, I guess... The pepper does kind of linger, but it's not a strong pepper. It's not burning. 
It's not something that's going to no, make me go like on Bleh. fire. Mm, I don't know how to describe that that it's, flavor. It's maybe slightly vanilla-y. Okay. But not I, I kind of want to go oaky. Oaky flavor. That's what I'll settle on that word. Oaky. Okay. Oaky. Oaky doaky. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> So, what are we supposed to taste according to the little swirly? The swirly thing uh, is bread, then roasted, then banana. Okay. Then toasted, and then honey. Okay. I hope I'm reading this right. I think so. That's from the outside in, guys. And uh, the bottle is on the furthest outside. So, that makes me think that's where you're supposed to start. Huh. Um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I didn't taste no nanner. I didn't taste any nanner either. Or a toaster. That's literally, <laughs> they have a picture of a toaster on there. Let me see that. <laughs> a picture of a toaster? Yeah, it says toasted. Oh, wow. It is a picture of a toaster. I'm not, I'm not blind. Does the toaster have eyeballs and a smiley face? Does it? It has eyeballs and a smiley face. Underneath where it says toasted, there's like two human eyes and a little red smile. <laughs> we'll take a picture. It looks it like a high dude is what it looks like. <laughs> um, okay. Well, more importantly, why is the bread wearing a chef's hat? Because this is a hipster company out of Colorado. So let well, it do what it wants yeah, to do. That's true. Okay. Well, what are we supposed to be tasting? What did you find that we're supposed to be tasting? Uh, smooth like honey at the first taste. Uh, then a creaminess of corn that is pleasantly balanced by the rye's robust character. A hint of char tags along behind the oaky kick before disappearing. So Again, Tyler, you're getting good at this. Okay. So. Oaky. Dokey. <laughs> <laughs> oaky dokey. Okay. Um, okay dokey, smokey. Well, we'll tell you more of our final thoughts uh, at the end, um, but I'm we'll sip on it as I uh, learn you something today, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. So, um, learn me something. All right. Today, I am going to learn you about the Mary Celeste. Do you have any idea what that is? Not a clue. So this is weird. not what I thought it was going to be. No, it is not. And okay. it's not what a lot of people are going to think it, it's supposed to be okay well and let me let me say let me say this beforehand um to everybody listening we don't know the topic beforehand of the other person of the other person like i have i I never know what megan's gonna teach me and she never knows what i'm gonna teach her um but that you know she had the topic she had or was gonna do uh she had sent some emails from the podcast email and i get the notifications for those as well and happen to read one um and i i have no idea what the topic's about but i don't think it it sounds like it was a different topic it is a different topic um and because i have emailed people and done interviews for that topic that topic is going to be the next one i do um two episodes after this yeah unless something comes up where i can't research Yeah. yeah right um so Long story short, um, my dad, who is a uh, friend of the podcast who listens to us. So, hi, dad. Hi, Megan's dad. (laughs) Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you, dad. Um, I got a call on Friday that he was in the emergency room in the ICU and he was unconscious. And uh, it kind of derailed my entire week. and I've been a kind of a broken mess for a few days, um, but he is now okay. He is home. Um, and that's what's important. So I wasn't able to finish my research and my interviews for my prior topic, which will be my future topic, um, because that kind of just destroyed all my plans. Well, this is for your dad being back at the house, chilling. Being a badass. Pulling through. Yay, Dad. My well wishes are with you, sir. I hope you 
are feeling much better. Love you, Daddy-O. Love you too, Daddy-O. <laughs> um, okay. So, the All mayor... Right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what? That's an inside story. Nothing. Uh, I'm dying. Okay. The Mary Celeste. So this is a ghost ship. I oh, I was just thinking you put a V in front of it. I bet it's a ship. Yes, it is a ship. Oh, the Mary Celeste. A ghost ship. Yes. Ooh. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> jeebies are up. Uh, Wait, do I need to set some ambience? Do I need to turn like some of the lights down? No. Okay. No, you don't need to. It's not one of them ghost ships. Oh. I mean, depending on what conspiracy theorist you believe it might be. But if you're scientifically minded, it's not one of them ghost ships. Conspiracy theorists are not real people. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> Send us an email and change my mind. Yeah, so we can use our mail time sound. Uh, 400 miles east of Azores on December 5th, 1872, the British brig De Gracia crew spotted a ship adrift in the distance. After looking through the telescope, that's not called a telescope, just totally forgot in my head what it's called. Periscope? Periscope? Is that no, it? No, that's on a submarine. Nope. It's the thing with the thing that you look out and it shows you stuff far away. You know, and it's not a stethoscope. <laughs> it's I'm a pretty thing. sure it's just a type of telescope. Is it a? That sounds so wrong. I think so. Anyway. I'll, I'll Google it. So the captain, David Morehouse, uh, looked in the distance and figured out that this was the Mary Celeste. And the Mary Celeste left New York, New York City eight days before the De Gracia did. And it should have already arrived in Italy. So confused about why the ship is floating there, Morehouse changed course and offered to help. And he sent a boarding party to the Mary Celeste. It's called a spyglass. A spyglass. Yay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's been it's a, a rough week. It's a Monday. Rough week. Um, when they got there, the Mary Celeste was devoid of life. Below deck, the ship tart ship <laughs> ship charts had Sh- been- ship charts. <laughs> Below deck, the ship charts had been tossed about, but the crew's belongings were still in their quarters. Um, one of its two water pumps were disassembled, and three feet of water was sitting inside the hull. Uh, there was about. 1,700 barrels of industrial alcohol that was intact and enough food and water to last for six months um, to supply the crew for six months. The one lifeboat the ship had was missing and the entire fate of the 10 people aboard was and still is a mystery. T-Rex ate them. Probably. From that T-Rex from Jurassic Park. From Jurassic Park. It ate them. Makes sense. So Mary Celeste was a brigantine built in Nova Scotia in 1861, originally named Amazon. So it launched in May 18th of 1861 and immediately suffered several mishaps. So during its maiden voyage, its captain caught pneumonia and later died. Um, It got in several wrecks and was damaged several times. Most notably happened in October of 1867 when it ran aground in Cow Bay off Cape Britain Island. After it was sold to the American Richard W. Haynes, who renamed her Mary Celeste and underwent several structural changes and was eventually sold to a group that included Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs. On. Yes. I, for whatever reason, and this is a callback to the Blackbeard, when you said Captain Benjamin, I thought for some reason you were going to say Horny Gold. <laughs> Just the way you looked at me, I was like... <gasps> you got excited. I did, but we're talking like 200 years after Blackbeard. 1861. Yeah. yeah. 
sorry. Matter of fact, didn't I uh, didn't I screw up in and the say Blackbeard was... and say Blackbeard was born around 18, uh, 1860? Yes, yes you switched your <laughs> numbers 1680, around? 1680, yeah. yeah. Dyslexia. <laughs> On November 7th of 1872, the Mary Celeste set sail from New York City with 1,700 barrels of denatured alcohol set for Genoa, Italy. There were 10 people on board. Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs and his wife. And AKA two- Captain Benjamin Hornigold. No, not really. <sighs> no. Unless they, it's a reincarnation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call him B- Captain Ben Hornigold. Okay, you can call him whatever you want. Just know that that's incorrect. Okay. Uh, so Captain Briggs, his wife, their two-year-old daughter, and seven crew members. So this brigantine was run by 10 people. I mean, nine people and a toddler. Meh. The last log entry was dated November 25th. And according to it, the Mary Celeste was six nautical miles from the Azores Islands. Ten days later, on December 5th, De Grazia found her deserted. Despite over one meter of water in the hull, the vessel was seaworthy from everything they could tell. And that amount of water should not have caused a panic to an experienced sailor. That was normal to have a meter of water sitting in the hull. Um, That shouldn't have been a thing that freaked him out. That would freak me the fuck out. Well, you're also not a ship captain, I don't think. I'm not positive. Not positive. You could be. You could moonlight as a sailboat captain. I moonlight as a lot of things. So it appeared as if the ship had been abandoned really fast. Time out. All right. And we're back. Um, sorry about that, guys. I looked over and my phone was ringing and the name said dad on top of it. So we had to stop so I could talk to my dad. Uh, first time I've talked to him uh, since this whole craziness really happened, except when he was in the hospital. And I honestly don't even know if he remembers talking to me. Um, but it was, it was really awesome getting a chance to sit down and talk to my dad after that terrifying ordeal happened. So absolutely. Sounded yeah. like a wonderful conversation. It was, it was very nice. So again, thank you, dad. Shout out to you. Love you. And, uh, back to, back to the Mary Celeste. All right. Back to teaching me stuff. Stuff. All right, so I think, I think I, we left off. It had been abandoned very quickly. Yes, all right. And wait, that, that's right, because I was talking about a meter of water. Uh, yes, being yeah. a lot of water. Being you, a lot of water. I would, I would freak, would freak the fuck out. Yeah, apparently Ships that's not. not supposed to have any goddamn water in it. Apparently that's not a lot of water. Okay. That's not something to be concerned about. So that's three feet of water. That's the height of this table, but whatever. You know, no biggie. Yeah. It's just up to your hips. No big deal. Um, so crew members of the De Gretza sailed the Mary Celeste 800 miles to Gibraltar for a salvage hearing. And a salvage hearing is where the British Vice Admiralty Court convenes to determine if the salvagers, in this case the crew of the De Grata, were enrolled to or went, were entitled to payment from the ship's insurance. So since they found it, um, cause it still had it's like cargo and everything. Oh, so I'm, I just like swallowed my own spit there. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it's a more modern version of what happened in the Blackbeard suck when they just kind of had the legal piracy in the suck. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening too much time. Suck. <laughs> In the Blackbeard episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, basically, uh, same thing. Gotcha. Uh, the attorney general named Frederick Solly Flood suspected foul play, and he began a three-month investigation that ended up finding no evidence of misconduct or foul play or anything along those lines. So because he found no evidence of foul play, the salvagers were awarded one-sixth of the $46,000 insurance claim. Um, so 
So essentially eight grand? Yes. Is that one split? Yes. Math is hard, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and honestly, that probably would have been the end of the story of the Mary Celeste. It probably would have faded to history if it, not, if it were not for one man. One amazing, brilliant man. The man. The myth. The legend. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's not who I expected. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So, I expected it to be somebody obscure. Nope. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in 1884 published the short story J. Habakkuk Jepson's Statement in Cornhill Magazine. It was short. This short story was published anonymously and is a sensationalized fictional account of a survivor of the Marie Celeste a fictional version of the Mary Celeste. So Marie, M-A-R-I-E, is the book, is the fictional ship in the book. Mary, M-A-R-Y, is the real book uh, ship. I'm, I'm so glad that you spelled that out because I was over here like, what the hell's the difference between Marie and Mary in my head? And I had to like spell them out in my head. To I saw you the like, difference. I saw your eyes like going back and forth, like you were reading in your yeah. head. So <laughs> but I figured I'd spell it out for everyone. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I don't feel as dumb now. <laughs> <laughs> because this was a Conan Doyle story, this, and eventually it was come out that it was, even though it was published anonymously, it came out, but it was uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle that published it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this skyrocketed the mysteries frame, skyrocketed the mysteries frame, or fame, you know, whatever. And it launched several waves of theories into the ship's fate. So even Attorney General Frederick Sollyflood revisited the case because of this short story. In Doyle's story, a revenge-seeking former slave killed the passengers. And while this is 100% fiction, Doyle made up the entire thing, it sparked so many unlikely theories. So a lot of people just decided that it had to have been mutiny, that one of the crew, crew members decided to kill, kill everyone and blah, blah, blah. All because Were of there any story. traces of blood or anything there were no signs of violence or missing cargo which practically ruled out mutiny murder and piracy um some people proposed that an explosion caused by fumes from the crude alcohol caused the, the abandonment of the ship but there was no evidence of such an explosion having taken place uh some conspiracy theorists like to state that the Mary Celeste was attacked by a kraken or some other type of mythical sea monster. Um, and they go on to say that it was a case of alien abduction or some sort of paranormal event. Like I said, these, 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 people, <laughs> these, these individuals are not people. Each theory down this rabbit hole just gets crazier and more outlandish than the last. So, uh, I it, none none of that. It was not a kraken. It was not an alien. It was a maelstrom. It was probably not a maelstrom either. Damn. Sorry. I by thought all, I had it too. <laughs> Damn. By all accounts, Captain Briggs was a knowledgeable, respected, and experienced sailor. Uh, this was not his first rodeo, so to speak. So what would make him decide to abandon ship? I'm going to tell you the likeliest theory. And this is in no way, shape, or form confirmed. This is just, as I was researching, seems to be in general what people today uh, believe happened outside of the crazy conspiracy theorists. Okay. What had happened was Captain Briggs believed his ship was taking on too much water and was about to sink. This theory is supported by the fact that the sounding rod, a device used to determine the amount of water in the hold, was found on deck, which su suggested that it had been used just before the ship was abandoned. On top of that, one of the ship's pumps had been found disassembled, 
and it is fair to assume that it was ineffective or broken in some way because of that. And the pumps are what get water, water out of the ship. Back on the ship. Yeah. So that, combined with a faulty reading from the sounding rod, could cause concern enough for Captain Briggs to order the Mary Celeste abandoned. From there, some mishap could have happened aboard the longboat, which was the boat they used as a lifeboat, and it could have caused everyone on board that lifeboat to perish. Furthering this uh, theory, in 2002, a documentarian named Anne McGregor investigated the ghost ship. She used a variety of modern methods um, that reconstructed the drift of the Mary Celeste and found that the captain had a faulty chronometer. The Mary Celeste, it turned out, was off course by 120 miles west of where it should have been. So Captain Briggs would have expected to see land three days earlier than he did. So he was probably close to freaking out by the time he finally saw land three days later. Uh, the land he ended up seeing was Santa Maria Island in the uh, Azores. They changed course, hoping to shelter away from the poor weather that they had been experiencing because it was choppy water, waters and rain and all that fun stuff. McGregor also discovered that the ship had recently been refitted and coal dust and debris most likely clogged one of the Mary Celeste two water pumps that removed the water. And that would have made even the most seaworthy ships bilge and take on water. The sounding rod, disassembled pump, wonky chronometer, and sight of some land could have caused Captain Briggs to cut his losses and attempt to save everyone by abandoning ship and using the lifeboat to try to reach Santa Maria. Most likely that's what happened. Where is Santa Maria? Uh, in the Azores Islands, which are, uh, I was reading about a thousand miles away from Portugal. In what direction? That way. So southeast? I don't know. Is that way I'm pointing? That's southeast. <laughs> I yes. don't know. Uh, I'm a cardinal direction person, folks. How do you spell Azores? A-Z-O-R-E-S. Azores. Exactly like it is. All right. Sounds. I see. I see. So Santa Maria Island. Okay. Yeah. They're in the middle of the Atlantic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. So they could have just wa washed up on an island and. If they even yeah. made it that far. No evidence of their lifeboat was ever found. So Sad, but mm. sailing's a dangerous game. That she is. So Anne McGregor's theory isn't technically provable, um, and it's not even really universally accepted, but it does seem to be the most likely scenario. Despite the Marie Celeste's unlucky history, she continued to be in service, um, passing around um, from a number of owners before Captain G.C. Parker acquired the vessel in 1885. He deliberately sailed her into a reef near Haiti in an attempt to defraud his insurance company. However, the Marie Celeste failed to sink, and authorities discovered his attempted insurance fraud scheme and he got in a lot of trouble. The Mary Celeste at this point, however, was badly damaged uh, beyond repair and was left on the reef where after years it succumbed to the elements and eventually deteriorated. And that is the story of the Mary Celeste, the mm. ghost ship of all ghost ships. That's very, very interesting. The, of course, conspiracy theorists take to this. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Moths to a flame. Oh, yeah. It's aliens. It's Kraken. It's mer people. It. Oh, my God. So many things. It's so many things. Yeah. I, I, I tend to believe the scientific. Yeah. So, um, yeah I, I agree. And McGregor's theory um, is probably the most likely case. It was just some faulty equipment made the captain nervous um, and he decided to cut his losses and then something 
horrible happened and they were all on the lifeboat. The weather was bad and well, that's the way she goes sometimes. Sadly. Yep. Um, well, that was very interesting. Yeah. I'm I had never heard of that, but I, I honestly I, I never knew Arthur, Sir Arthur, Arthur, not author, Arthur Conan Doyle wrote things other than Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I thought he was a one-trick pony. Oh, no, definitely not. Okay, interesting. One day we'll do a topic on him. One of these days. Um. All right, so if I had my jingle, I would play it now, but I don't have it yet, so this is going to be trivia, <laughs> trivia with Tyler. Trivia with Tyler. Tyler Nuggets. Little Tyler Nugget. This is going to be a painful little Tyler Nugget, and especially okay. for our female listeners. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, before I get into it, I'm going to build the suspense. My eyeball is like fogging up. It's weird. It's like there's like something in my eyelid. And you don't have your contacts in. I don't have my contacts in. I took my glasses off because Navia licked them earlier. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, and I tried to wipe them on my shirt, and that just smeared everything around. Um. Anyway, so you want to take a guess at why the chainsaw was invented? The chainsaw? Yes, like what you cut trees down with. Yeah. Um. You said that this is terrifying. For female listeners, and so I'm just... I've given you all the clues. I'm going down the worst rabbit holes I can possibly think of. Was it a way to... Was it like the original C-section? Essentially, yeah. What the hell? It was used to cut... Uh, uh, I believe it was to cut women's hips uh, if uh, they weren't... If they didn't break during the childbirthing process. What? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, I believe it was called a pelv pelviotomy. A pelviotomy. Yeah, something like oh that. Oh my god. Oh. Yep. Oh, it hurts. Mm -hmm. It hurts to think about. What in the fuck kind of Tyler Nugget is that? Painful one. Oh. Sorry, y'all. So that's where the chainsaw comes from. The chainsaw was invented to cut women open. Specifically bones. Hmm. <laughs> Things that make you go. <laughs> All right. That was a quick little Tyler nugget. Wow. Thank you for that, Tyler. You're welcome. I will never look at a chainsaw the same way ever again. Nope. And I'll just randomly start making chainsaw noises at women. <laughs> <laughs> Ways to be creepy. 101. With it, it'll, Tyler. It'll, it'll just be women. Ah, that's another little Tyler nugget. Uh, Ways to be creepy. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, no, it'll just be women I know well, like you and our other friend and some other friends. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if you guys know Tyler in your life and he starts going, brum, 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 you know why. You know why. Um, you know why. So I believe we had, we gave a shout out to your dad earlier. I believe we, we were going to give another shout out this episode to somebody. This is, this episode's going to come out a week late but we're recording it on your birthday oh yay happy birthday cat happy birthday cat friend cat friend cat have some applause turn in a whole year older yeah t late 20 something i don't Honestly, no. I think I, I, this might be her 30th. Ooh. It I don't might think be. so. You don't think so? I don't so? think so. No. I don't know. Kat, how old are you? Yes, write us. Send us an email. <laughs> send us an email. <laughs> so that we can... Uh, so that we can... Uh, use our mail uh, use our time thing. jingle thing. Oh, uh, so... <laughs> well, Megan and I are having a nonverbal argument right now. <laughs> just a lot of, like, we literally flipping just off and dirty flip, looks. Flipped one another off. <laughs> Because I glanced over at the screen and I see that she's gone seven decibels over zero, which means she's clipped and the audio sounds terrible at some point and I have to go find that and edit it out. I <laughs> don't know how I keep clipping. I don't know either. I'm, I'm not, going to turn you down a smidge. I'm not as loud as you are. I don't understand. Uh, apparently you are. Okay. Um. Well. 
dark. Now don't start talking quieter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I know you'll do that now. Anyway, so let's do this. Final thoughts. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to lie. This has been a very intense episode because of all the distraction. That is true. Yes. And I haven't drank this since before you spoke with your dad. Okay. But I was trying to consume slowly. Okay. Because I realized I was like, oh, there's not much left. <laughs> so I would say overall, this is a good sipping whiskey. I like it. I It's really sweet. The burn is super, super mild. I like it a lot. Um, I think the burn is mild, milder for you than it is for me. Really? I wonder why. Maybe you're just more of a pro. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I am the best. The best. The best. Um, Not really. Yeah, maybe the best. Um, but know why you get the burn more than i do it it's it's not even that it's an intense burn it just hangs around a long time not for me like i'm still i took that sip i don't know a solid 45 seconds to a minute ago and it's still burning the back of my throat that's so weird It like burns all the way down really yeah it is not burning all the way down for me i get like a quick burn at the end but it's kind of like a match being lit like Mm. real quick flare and then it's done Interesting. Mine is uh, mine is maintaining. It's staying with me for like a solid minute or two. Interesting. Um, it's weird how different palettes work, guys. It is. It is. We're all unique. We are all unique. We um, are special about their. As far as flavor goes, minus the burn, the flavor is really good. Uh, I could do with a little. I think I have learned in the fourteen episodes we've done. I prefer a little bit sweeter. A little more fruity, a little more sweet. Okay. Than oaky tones. I would agree with you, though. I think this is a sweet bourbon. It is definitely sweet, like compared to um, the Bogue. Yeah. That was leathery. Yeah, that was super leathery. Um, but honestly, I kind of prefer the leathery flavor over the oaky flavor. I don't. I don't know what that says about me, but. Maybe I just don't like the oaky. It's not that I don't like it. It's just not as high up as other other oaky or other flavors that I've tasted. Well, what are you thinking? What are you going to rate this one? Well, I just drank it a little bit different that time. I just threw it back that time. No burn. No burn. I took the last bit. It was a little bit more than a sip, and I threw it back, and it, no burn. And I took my last sip and I let it sit. And it, and burned. it burned. Interesting. The way that's, you drink it yep. changes everything. That's all right. That I'm I'm glad we both did that. Uh, because you're grabbing for your coffee. You're you're I about, am. yeah. See, it hangs with it you. It hangs now. Um and I had to drink it fast as I was talking, so I didn't get to sit there and just let it hang around. So Okay. I would after having the experience you've been having. Hmm. Maybe I'm gonna take this back and say it's not a sipping whiskey. Yeah. Maybe this is a shooter. It it's a shooter. I mean that mm-hmm. letting it sit around that burned pretty bad. Oh I my didn't like god! That. I want this sound of pew pew like not pew pew <laughs> but like you know like a western pew pew. That oh I have to get that sound effect now for whenever we have another shooter. Um. All right. And not like a bad shooter like oh like a school shooter that's bad. <laughs> That sounded terrible. Um, I did not go there until you said that. I, I, it came out of my mouth, and (laughs) it sounded wrong. Um, Wow, that is a shooting whiskey. Yes, don't sip on it. I, I would shoot that before I would sip on it. Uh, I'm still burning. I'm still burning. What is this? Um, you switched my glass. No, not quite. 
Uh, so what would I go with this? I would go with, um, I was going to go five and a half, but I'm up in that to six and a half after shooting it. I was going to go the same, but reverse. So shooting it for me, it's a six and a half. So originally I was going to give it a six and a half right from the get go. Now, after I let it sit. I'm going to go down to a five and a half because so I don't like. It, it sounds her. like we both, uh, we could just call it a solid six. Yeah. Depends six. on how you, how you drink it. We would both give it a solid six. Yeah. That's a good okay. way to put it. I can, I can agree. We can agree with that. So that's it for uh, this week's whiskey talk and this week's uh, wonder topic. Talk. And yeah, wonder talk. Um. I know we've said this like 20 times already, but please, for the love of Jesus Christ, email us. Please. please. We're going to get so many emails. We're going to get like 40 emails so. and they're going to be like us. three words. That's fine. <laughs> you can just say the most random thing that comes to your head. We just want something. Monkey banana toe. Mm, bananas. Bananas. I still never tasted banana in that either. I didn't taste banana either, okay. either but. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess with that, we're going to. Shift gears over into a little bit of Mandalorian yep. uh, just for a little while. Then we got to build our website. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Um, so, so, again, guys, we've been Whiskey and Wonder. Uh, my name is Megan. My name is Tyler. Catch us on all the social medias that I listed earlier and that will be in the show notes. Yep. Uh, like us, subscribe, get us up there on the charts. Yep. And Rate us five stars. Yep. Uh, cheers. Don't drink and drive. Cheers, y'all. Are you going to leave that in? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> Extra cheers. Cheers. Ah, cheers, cheers, cheers. Um, uh, Mandalorian. All right. So, yeah, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Spoilers? I, I think they, yeah, spoilers, spoilers ahead, guys. If you don't want this, you can uh, sign off and we'll uh, see you next week. We appreciate you hanging. Yeah. If you hang out further. Here comes some Star Wars. Here comes Wars some Star Wars talk. and some spoilers. So, with that being said. Yes. I'm going to give full disclosure. I mentioned this to you earlier. Yes, you did. I watched this week's episode while I was wrapping Christmas presents. We are recording this on the 14th, so it's that time of the year. Mm-hmm. Got to get them done. Oh, my God. Is it really the 14th? It is the 14th. My mom's birthday is in three days. Happy birthday, Ma, even though you don't listen. Happy birthday, Tyler's mom. Um, you should listen to the podcast. Support a, your son. My parents don't know what a podcast is or how to find it. Um. Anyway, with that being said, uh, I was in and out of the episode because I can't wrap a Christmas present to save my life, so I actually have to focus on it. Can so, confirm. Yeah. Can so confirm. I, I saw it, but I don't remember a lot of it. Okay. So. I remember a lot of it. I focused on it. Okay. It was a good episode, especially for a filler episode. Which... I was about to say, you called it would be a filler episode, and I agree. I remember watching and thinking, this is just fluff. Yeah. It 100% was a filler episode, getting us to where the Mandalorian can go and get back with the child. Um, I don't believe we saw the child in this episode, nope, did we? not at all. Not at all. But he's with Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. I remember that being taken advantage of um one thing that i do definitely distinctly remember is i was sitting through this episode and i was watching it wrapping papers and about halfway through the episode i went oh fuck that's bill burr (laughs) (laughs) like i was like i knew i recognized that guy from something it's bill burr is that really Bill Burr? That's Bill Burr, the bald guy. Yeah. That's Bill Burr. I thought he was just like a lookalike Bill Burr. No, that, that was Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah, I looked it up. He was in He was in uh, The Mandalorian. I'm assuming that's who it was. It sounded like him, looked like him. Like I said, if it walks like a duck, it smells like a duck, it's probably a duck. I still don't think that's the way that goes. It's not. It's walks and talks, but you All know, right. you say tomato, I say potato. <laughs> Um, yes, the, so it was interesting to see Bill Burr and... Ah, okay. You're, you're right. I did double check because I had to make sure, but yeah, that is Bill Burr. She don't trust me, all I don't. 
I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, that was that was cool. Uh, Bill Burr being the righteous, righteous dude shooting that dude. Uh, oh yeah, we are doing spoilers. Never mind. Shooting that dude. <laughs> um, for like for making shitty command decisions and yeah. kind of being a prick about it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what happened. They they like he, left his ass at the end, didn't they? Yes. Uh, he. I guess you don't remember him from season one. He was in season one. He was in season season one. Oh fuck no! I don't remember that. What did he do in season one? Uh, he was a. He was with the um, Twilek. Um. Not ringing any bells, huh? That's like the. Um. The hair. Not that's not hair, but it's like the two. Yeah, the two tails. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember a Twilek. You don't remember her in season one, no. Okay. Yes. Well, he was in season one, um, and the reason why he's like in prison, jail, stuff, period, is because of Mandalorian. Um, they originally were like friends, part of the same crew. Um, some shit went down, and bam bam, you're in jail now. I have no recollection of this, but. I will say I was only half-heartedly into it season one. Okay, that's fair. It, I, I was excited for it with the first episode, and then I saw what it was going to be, and I didn't, it seemed like the first couple episodes were like standalone episodes, and I was like, eh. It was a space western. Yeah, and I was just like, eh. But once it started getting the story, I mean, I was watching it because it's Star Wars, but. Once it started getting its story going, I got a little more into it. Okay. That's fair. I, I really should rewatch the first season, but <clears throat> all I remember is uh, the Mandalorian and IG-88 or that bounty hunter droid. Like, yeah. Fucking a bunch of people up. <laughs> yes. And that's when they find the child. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to this episode, Bill Burr. Bill Burr, yes. So he redeemed himself a lot um, to the point where, like, we, last time we saw him, we ended up, like, left him hating him. Um, And by the end, he had redeemed himself. And I'm totally with Cara Dune in saying that, oh, he, uh, he died. Meh. Letting him go free, get another chance. Oh, look at that, Bill Burr. I mean, he did shoot all those asshole people, so. Uh, yeah, no one likes the imps. The Empire? Yeah, I know. You've never heard them called the imps? No, I've not, but well, I kind of like the Empire. Well, we can talk a lot about what they did right and what they did wrong and everything in between. We can, but that would take years. <laughs> it would. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I I don't know. I just felt like the Empire was mismanaged. You had an entire Navy at your disposal and you couldn't thwart a couple, you know, uh, cells of rebels. Eh. I don't Eh. know. I don't know. I always liked the stormtroopers growing up. <laughs> of course. I did. Um. So, Bill Bearer redeemed himself. Blah, blah, blah. Well, did we ever find out how Bubba Fett... We didn't find out how he... Survived. survived. No, we have not. Uh, Hopefully they'll get to that. Hopefully that's... Fingers crossed. What I really want to mention and talk about is Din Djarin taking off his helmet for the kid. What? The hell do you mean, what? The Mandalorian took off his helmet. Yeah, but so did all the other Mandalorians. Not the ones who are like religious fanatics like him do not take off their helmet. That's Yeah, no-no. I know that, but... So him taking it off was huge. That was 
that was huge that he would yeah, break that I, part I of his creed for the child. Yeah, I remember that because Bill Burr was basically like, you put the stormtrooper helmet on, but you want, you know, what's the rule here? Do you, You're do you not, not allowed show to your show face, your face. Or do you not take your helmet off? Not allowed to show your face. Yeah, and then he had, of course, they had that. I And let me tell you, let me tell you guys, sorry, I just hit the thing. Uh, my mic's on. I knew he took his helmet off before I even watched it. Is it because I texted it's you? It's because you texted me. <laughs> Megan texts me this thing. The pop, Pedro Pascal, Pedro Pascal is so high. I'm like, ugh, <laughs> <laughs> ugh. All right, whatever, whatever floats your boat there. I think he's kind of I, funny looking, but I do not think he's funny looking. I think he is adorable. Well, that's I'm and... I'm happy for you. You guys have sweet. Sweet, funny-looking babies. <laughs> yeah, they look like Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Empire is um, going to try to steal one too. <laughs> Apparently, they succeed. For now. For now, we'll get them back. Um. Uh. Um, yeah, I mean, I I get that. That's a big. That's a huge deal. Big deal, but at the same time, like, he's not from Mandalore. And the actual Mandalorians, like Bo-Katan, had no problem. No, but they're, that's like, it's different religious sects. So it's like the Protestants and the Catholics. Yes, for lack of a better terminology, yes. All right, which one has a lot of raping? (laughs) (laughs) If you're Catholic, I'm sorry that joke was made at your expense. My father is Catholic. Oh, I'm sorry, Megan's dad. <laughs> oh, he's like super Catholic. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, dad. That, that's Whoops. right. I, I did know that. <laughs> you did know that. <laughs> Whoopsies. Maybe he won't listen this yeah. far. <laughs> Maybe he he drops out before we start talking about this. Um. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> Anyway, you know something that I noticed in this, and I I caught a glimpse of it, and so help me understand, how does Slave 1 work? What do you mean? Because in episode two, Mm -hmm. when Obi-Wan is fighting Jango Fett on the Kaminoan platform, he goes up the platform in the back, and it's like laying down on its back while the engines are, he walks up it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and then Boba Fett is in the. She, he's like peering over, like the dash, mm-hmm. trying to shoot at Obi Wan. I guess, I guess, like the cockpit, it when it's flying straight up, it is, like this is the backside. You guys mm-hmm. can't see, but my my hand is like perpendicular yeah, it flies to the like ground. vertical, like that. Yes, it stands straight up but moves horizontally. Yes, and the cockpit faces out. Yes. So when it's landing, you're looking straight up. Yes. That's stupid. That is a piss poor design. Does it have backup cameras? Uh, I it's it would have yes. <laughs> the chair has to swivel or something. <laughs> it's like <laughs> but Boba was looking over the dash when he was trying to shoot at Obi Wan. So I don't think the chair swivels. Maybe it's got an auto park feature on it. The Slave One is a beautiful, beautiful ship. I wish they had thought the engines out a little better. It's a nice ship, but it should have landed differently. It shouldn't land on its back. I feel like that puts you at a distinct disadvantage of... But how would it land with the way it's shaped? What would be a, a better way to land? Like the lunar module. Where it like springs out some legs and sits oh. on something like that. Okay, yeah, that could work. You know, I, I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. It's not like they had years to come up with stuff like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, that was just something that stuck to me. I remember looking and being like, throw in some shade. Being like, he's staring straight up at the sky in this ship. Like, gravity doesn't work well in situations like that with our bodies. It's going to make all the blood pool at the back of your head. There has to be something with the cockpit that yeah. like equalizes it. And... 
Yeah, science I know. I know it's a, science doesn't work because it's made up land. But exactly, I'm a scientist. I try to apply science to everything. Well, but anyway, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching this episode. It was a good filler episode, but it was exactly that a filler episode. It was. So I, the best I can rank, it's five. Oh. I capped my fillers at five. Not that, uh, not that we really rank these episodes. No, I don't think we've ever ranked one before, have we? No, but I'm just saying. Like oh, it's... well, if I was to rank it, it's definitely higher than a five. I am Pedro Pascal taking his helmet off for the kid is worthy of an eight by itself. And then you have um, Mayfield redeeming himself and Cara Dune and Boba Fett, the slave one, and I loved it, so... Well, I am glad you liked it. I enjoyed it enough. I actually was able to get lost in the story for a little while. So When you weren't wrapping presents? When I wasn't wrapping presents, yes. Um, but with that being said, guys, I think we're going to uh, wrap it up. Uh, you see what I did there? Uh, I got one more in there. Um, so... I guess we will be back next week. We will. Hopefully it'll be a better week next week for everyone. Yes. And I will be doing a topic, which I currently don't know what it is. I think I have a idea. An idea. An idea. I wonder what your idea is. I'm excited to learn something new. I don't know how you'd feel about this one. Okay. You're going to have me wondering all week. Uh, I don't think you'd be too thrilled. What? Okay. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe the spin I take on it you would like, but... Well, now I want to know what it is. Well, you'll just have to tune in next time on Dragon Balls, Emmy Whiskey, <laughs> and Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. Well, thank I, you again, guys. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Tyler. And I am Megan. Find us on all the social medias. Down at the bottom. You can read where all they are. And earlier in the podcast, wherever they was. And until then, y'all be safe. Don't Merry, drink and drive. Yes, don't drink and drive. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. Happy Hanukkah. There's going to be another episode out, I think. It's fine. Christmas, isn't there? No. No, it's No, this not. is our episode before Christmas. This is Christmas. our episode before Christmas. Oh, so. Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Um, cool Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. I wanted to say something that was like, so cool Kwanzaa okay that works yeah um yeah so whatever whatever you celebrate enjoy it yes enjoy don't drink and drive and cheers cheers y'all It's like a little glue.